This is your captain speaking. Welcome to another episode of DJ's Aviation Podcast. All systems are go, so lean back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. This is DJ's Aviation Podcast. Everything aviation. Everything aviation. Aviation news, airline developments, analyzing route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news, and we talk about world events and life. DJ's Aviation has a Discord server that's officially partnered with Discord, and you can join with a link in the show notes or using the vanity URL discord.gg slash aviation. This is the DJ's Aviation Podcast, and now your host, Dan. Hello, it's been another week and that means it's the return of the DJ's Aviation Podcast, but actually the first part in a mini-series, if you will. This means you'll be getting daily podcasts just for a little bit. Uh, I will not be doing podcasts daily for, say, months on end, but as you may be aware, the 2021 Dubai Air Show is currently taking place in none other than Dubai, and what I wanted to do for the podcast listeners is create daily recaps discussing basically all the talking points from the day that just happened and I thought what better than to do it here on the podcast rather than say making it into a video. The first day has just come and gone and there's a whole lot to talk about including a mammoth order for Airbus aircraft consisting of some 250 plus units. I'm running on very little sleep so I do apologize if I don't sound as excitable or as as happy in this podcast but trust me I'm very excited to be bringing you lots of new news and of course if I do stumble over my words I do also apologize for that. As I'll always say at the beginning of any podcast, you're more than welcome to give it a review if you do enjoy it, and I'll be sure to read out your written review if it comes from Apple Podcasts. In addition, for people that are listening to this, I just wanted to make mention that the podcast is available on various different platforms, so you're more than welcome to go to the specific platform of your choosing, as more likely than not, the podcast will be on there. Now, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, SoundCloud, wherever it may be, the podcast will most likely be on there ready for streaming. This is just for all the people that do send me the question saying, is the podcast on Spotify? I had no idea. Is. And you're more than welcome to go and check that out, especially as Spotify wiped all my followers from there. So you may not even see it anymore. So you'll definitely have to go and refollow the feed. I thought, better yet, let's just move straight into the conversations, and that is going to be with the Indigo Partners order that took place in the recent hours for 250-plus A320neo family aircraft. Now, this was an order covered on the YouTube channel, so if you are a frequent watcher of the videos, you may have already heard about this, but... It basically involves Indigo Partners. Now, this is not to be mistaken uh, for Indigo, the Indian carrier, but rather Indian Partners, uh, Indigo Partners, pardon me. They are basically the owners of Wizz Air from Hungary, Frontier from the United States, and Valaris from Mexico. Included in that is also JetSmart uh, and Chile and Argentina. They just own a portfolio of airlines, and they've basically placed a mammoth order for aircraft to really help these airlines propel forward in the future. 
This also brings the total number of aircraft ordered by the Indigo Partners Airlines to 1,145. Now, that's of the A320 family aircraft only. This is a staggering total, and you can see that their relationship with Boeing is most definitely strong just by taking a look at this, and the commitments are now, of course, only being extended. Uh, for people that are curious at the potential breakup or makeup, pardon me, of the orders in question, 102 of the aircraft will be headed to Wizz Air. Now, that 102 will be broken up by 75 of the A321neos and finally 27 of the A321XLRs. There's been a lot of questions over how Wizz Air will be utilising the A321XLRs and I'll be very interested to see what comes to light from that. Wizz Air have been on quite a roll recently. They've been really trying to dominate that market of the European sector and I think that there is their ambition to compete with EasyJet and Ryanair and this is going to be the way forward for them obviously having more aircraft join up but ones that are more efficient and you're going to have the a321 xlr with more range it's it's going to be an interesting future for wizz air as we know they had already attempted to take over easyjet however that was unsuccessful so their intent is there frontier will be welcoming on 91 further additional a321 neos so that's a massive boost for frontier within the united states a very pretty livery that i must say i do really like and i've just recently posted an image of them on twitter i love that the aircraft have those unique tails like you have the bunny you have the bear and you have various different animals on the tail uh, Valaris will be welcoming in 39 aircraft similar to frontier it will just be the a321neo and finally we have jet smart now jet smart will be welcoming the uh, pardon me jet smart will be welcoming in the least amount of aircraft that being 21 a321neos and then just two of the a321xlrs so wizz air and jet smart will be the only ones welcoming in the xlr which i should mention is not flying as of yet it's a very new aircraft, if you will, only was announced in 2019, but it definitely had a very successful launch with a couple hundred orders within the first week, and it has been consistently moving ahead, which obviously for a new aircraft program is something that you cannot be complaining about, complaining about, pardon me, in the slightest. I'll go over comments made now by the managing partner of Indigo. Uh, Indigo Partners, pardon me. That's a bit of a tongue twister there. The managing partner of Indigo Partners. Uh, this order reaffirms our portfolio airline's commitment to consistent growth through the next decade. The Airbus A321neo and A321XLR have industry-leading efficiency, low unit costs, and a substantially reduced carbon footprint relative to prior models. With these aircraft, Wizz, Frontier, Volaris, and JetSmart will continue to offer low fares, stimulate the markets they serve, and improve the industry-leading sustainability profile, and this was from Bill Frank. Uh, then the chief commercial officer and head of Airbus International said, we're happy to further expand our relationship with our great Indigo partners, Airlines Wiz, Frontier, Volaris, and JetSmart, who have acted fast and decisively over the last months to position themselves for this landmark order, as the effect of the pandemic recedes and the world wants more sustainable flying. Of course, the A321neo is an incredibly popular aircraft, but really the A320 family on a whole, it's definitely worked its way up to becoming the go-to choice for narrow-body operations and has definitely edged ahead of many of its close rivals and competitors. 
That is the massive order that took place and really, I guess, the headline statement from day one at the air show, but it does not mean that that is the only thing that has taken place. Boeing also announced three new freighter conversion lines will be opening and it's taken an order for 11 of the 737-800 BCF. The new conversion lines will be opening at KF Aerospace in Canada and also at Boeing's London Gatwick MRO, that being in the United Kingdom. The the ice lease order, the the order that I make mention of comes from ice lease, and they'll actually be the launch customer for this new conversion line at London Gatwick. The seven three seven eight hundred BCF has almost over two hundred orders now and commitments from a total of nineteen customers. So it's been clear to see the success of there. In a press release, the director of Boeing Converted Freighters said building a diverse and global network of conversion uh, facilities is critical to supporting our customers' growth and meeting regional demand, adding KF Aerospace and our Boeing teammates at London Gatwick have the infrastructure, capabilities and expertise required to deliver market-leading Boeing Converted Freighters to our customers. It's been well documented on the YouTube channel, but I will, of course, make mention of it here in the podcast that the freighter sector is going to be a very, and I want to once again repeat, very crucial in the future. With all the forecasts that have been released by both Airbus and Boeing, one of the main takeaways is that the freighter market is going to continue to rise. And pretty soon, as discussed in a video, the Asia Pacific region or Asia and Oceania, pardon me will be just as important as the United States freight sector, and they're going to need thousands of aircraft. So, of course, while we have the rumoured 777X freighter, which I'll be discussing very soon, uh, and of course that A350 freighter and other freighter types, is always looking for converted freighters and much more to be able to fulfil the needs of customers rather than going out and making a 737 MAX freighter, which wouldn't make sense at this point. Uh, I just go on to say that the Chief Operating Officer of KF Aerospace said, We're excited to be expanding our relationship with Boeing. We've been working with the Boeing product line for more than 30 years with our cargo conversion experience, our highly skilled workforce, and all technical requirements already in place. We're ready to get to work and help serve Boeing customers. Of course, very interesting um, and intriguing comments. And it's, it's just great to see that the freighter market is once again getting more, uh, I guess you could say, spotlight more of the spotlight than maybe it did in the past and i think the pandemic has maybe helped us realize that that little bit more while never doubting its importance i think coverage may have always been centered around passenger aircraft and it's not hard to see why Uh, without the pandemic passenger aircraft were always the focal point but given the current climate and a lot of airlines and, and markets more so trying to recover whereas our freight markets are still thriving it's great to see and personally i've definitely grown a lot more interested in developments in the cargo sector i will admit admit pardon me over the past two years or so now moving on to the boeing 777x you may have heard me make mention of that i wanted to begin by saying that the 777x freighter will not be launching at this year's dubai air show there was a lot of discussion surrounding it may be and now this of course was propelled forward by the 777x currently at the dubai air show that it was flown down marking a historic occasion it's the first international flight for the 777x and it's all very very exciting but at the end of the day this is part of the testing for the 777x it will undergo rigorous testing in the next couple of years like it already has been and this flight is just the first step in many more and of course, there's the talk that it'll be heading to some um, 
airports in Europe following the Dubai Air Show. I'm not sure if that's completely confirmed yet, but I believe Lufthansa will be getting an opportunity to look at the type and then it could be headed on to London. Of course, British Airways will be welcoming in the 777X eventually. Now, while they are not going to be launching this 777X freighter, this Dubai Air Show, they are in advanced talks to sell the type. So that's more than positive. Of course, the 777X freighter will be uh, in competing with the A350F, which at this point has had very much a soft launch. Uh, it was only really mentioned in, I think, a press release about quarterly results. And it it, already, it really only got two lines, I think. And it was it was a very um, quiet launch. Obviously, we didn't get graphics. We didn't get much information about what the aircraft specifics were. It was just, we're moving forward with an A350F and, and there you go. And it'll be, the rest of the information will be confirmed at a later date. So we're waiting still for more official word on the A350F, whether we see that this airshow remains to be seen. But I've seen some people say, that there may be some announcements on a potential order, and that's what I'll get into shortly. But sticking with the 777XF, the two customers that have been named that are interested are FedEx and Qatar Airways, although Qatar Airways were also interested in the A350F. But uh, Qatar Airways' is currently, uh, current relationship with Airbus is a little bit up in the air, given the fact that their A350s, I think 19 of them remain grounded at this point following those surface paint issues. Well, the, the issue with the surface underneath the paint that has caused the grounding and has also, and is the prime catalyst for why they've welcomed back the Airbus A380. Very reluctantly, but they have brought back the A380 because of those A350 problems. So obviously, we're, we're believing that Qatar Airways are in advanced talks with Boeing. They may also be in advanced talks with Airbus. And I think it'll be very interesting to see who the orders, uh, where the orders come from, pardon me, on launch. Now, just because FedEx and uh, Qatar Airways have been named as the two airlines does not mean that these are the only two airlines currently in discussions with Boeing over the 777X freighter. There could be more than a dozen. As an example, when Airbus were hadn't even confirmed the A350F, they actually made note that they were in discussions with over a dozen customers, and we I think we only had about three or four of those names. So there are many others that are more than likely uh, in discussion with Boeing and, and it'll be cool to see what comes from that and who really places those orders. And of course, for the airlines like Qatar Airways, whether they side with Airbus or Boeing and what aircraft they see as better for them. You heard me make mention of the A350F. That is because we're going to move there following reports from Bloomberg that Airbus is actually in talks with the Air Lease Corporation for a potential order that could consist of dozens of jets and would include that A350 freighter, as well as large and small passenger models. Now, this is thanks to industry sources. Bloomberg, the Air Current, and many more are all widely reporting this, and they are very, very reputable within the aviation industry. I would highly encourage you to take the time to Go and read these articles because they are brilliant and a great source of information with reporters on the ground at the Dubai Air Show. Something I would love to be able to do, but it's, it's something that's not possible. Um, but yeah, so I think the freighter market is definitely moving forward. Today's been a massively successful day for orders from Airbus, of course, with the over 250 plus. But like I said, I think one of the biggest takeaways and the biggest focus, at least for the first day, has been that of your freighter market, whether it be the 777X freighter, the A350F, uh, obviously the 737-800BCF and, and a whole lot more. The final topic for today is going to center around Emirates. And once again, as you could probably imagine, the 777X and A350. It seems like we can't escape these two aircraft types for this episode and generally the aviation industry on a whole. According to reports from Bloomberg, Airbus 
and Emirates are going to enter into discussions over potentially bringing forward the delivery of the A350. Now, this would only take place if the uncertainty remains around the delivery of the 777X, something that if you've been actively watching the channel, maybe actively browsing social media, has been talked about for now well over a year. Emirates is very unsure over what the future holds for the 777X. Do I blame them? Not in the slightest. I think the 777X has definitely had a, a very much a cloud of unknown around it, not just from the 737 MAX crisis, but it's, it's been kept on the down low. And I'd argue that this Dubai Air Show may be the turning point for the aircraft, and I'm hoping that more clarity will be provided and, and all that kind of jazz, especially when Tim Clark, the Emirates, uh, the Emirates president, already commented that he had no clue whether the 777-8 would even be built. So he seems very confused, and I don't think he's alone. I just think that Tim Clark is probably the most one of the most vocal airline executives alongside that of the Qatar Airways executives. Um, they're always very outspoken about what's going on and, will, and, and do not shy away from putting forward criticisms to aircraft manufacturers, which I do like. I like hearing uh, executives being brutally honest, even if it's not the most positive thing in the world. So um, obviously, I believe this week will be crucial for Boeing and Emirates and their relationship over the 777X. Emirates has already adjusted orders for the 777X. They've moved it towards the 787. This occurred many years ago, though, so that's not completely out of the question. Tim Clark has already said in numerous interviews in recent months that they would not be opposed to removing more of the 777X orders in favor of smaller aircraft. But with that delivery date having so much unknown around it, whether that be 2024, uh, obviously Boeing is saying late 2023, but that could easily slip into the year following by the time passengers are flying on board. But Emirates needs to be sure and they need a firm date. And I think we're getting to that point where they need that now more than ever. And if they can't achieve that, they need to start planning for a world where that aircraft will not be readily available when they first imagined. If you are unaware, the 777X was actually initially meant to arrive at um, Emirates and also that of Lufthansa in June 2020. So I think that says a lot you need to know about how long the delays are. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, oh, is it just the 777X? No, not in the slightest. Many new aircraft do actually incur delays, whether that be for production, certification, problems being found. It is, it is normal. The A380 experience delays and other aircraft have. But naturally, right now, the Boeing 777X is always going to be front and center of those discussions as no other new wide-body aircraft sort of comes through. Eventually, we'll have the A350F, but at the end of the day, that's not a clean sheet design let's say it's not the a360 type of thing uh so yeah that's going to conclude today's episode of the recap if you will of the day one at the dubai air show uh, stay tuned day two will be published on all streaming platforms tomorrow and you can get breaking news coverage over on my twitter or my youtube channel where videos will go up this is more of a uh, broader discussion and going into opinions and so forth if you do enjoy these you can let me know over on twitter or any social media or by flicking through an email do take care be safe thanks very much for the support i apologize if I seemed a bit all over play, uh, all over the place in this episode. I'm running on about four hours sleep, and this week's definitely going to be long when it comes to hours of work. But we pushed through. We have had an air show now in over two years, and it's it's a great sight to see the aviation industry bubbling for the first time in a long time. That being said, thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow for day two of the Dubai Air Show. 
You've been listening to DJ's Aviation Podcast, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, offering up your one-stop shop for all things aviation. We discuss aviation news, airline developments, analyze route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and leave a review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter and YouTube at DJ's Aviation. If you're interested in rail, check out our second channel at DJ's Transport. Till next time.